Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, I Am Thankful for Life, presented by Pastor Jerry and Becky Evans on November 18th, 2018. Uh, my pastors, Janice and I, Becky and, and uh, Jerry, have poured into our lives in ways that just have changed our lives. Uh, they've shown us the love of God and uh, encouraged us, walked with us, and uh, just uh, pointed us to Jesus, Jesus every step of the way. And so we're very grateful. Jerry and Becky are going to share a message with us this morning, and I'll let them tell you a little bit more about themselves, but I wanted to just get up here and introduce you to them and uh, just know that they are, are one of our pastors here. They're part of our church uh, for many, many years, and then they went away to kind of help another church, and uh, now we're trying to pull them back this way. So if you uh, know of a house that's vacant in our area, just let them know, okay? <laughs> I've been twisting their arm. They live on the other side of town, and so I've been trying to get them to the west side here. We'll work on it. we got time, right? So... There you go. There we go. Travis has a place for us. Good deal. Well, before uh, I let them talk, I want to, if we could, just join me in praying over them. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your blessing and your love. Lord, I thank you for Jerry and Becky, just the work that they've done uh, just for you and through you. Father, is just just life-changing. And we're so grateful for uh, just the, the perseverance, the just the longevity and the, the things that you've done over the years uh, to use them and to, to just bring glory to yourself uh, through their work and the things that they've done to encourage all of us, Father. I pray this morning that your anointing would be upon them, that you'd speak through them, Father, that you would remind us of this love, of this grace, and this hope that you have for us this morning. Again, thank you for Jerry and Becky, and I just pray your blessing upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. After that introduction, I don't know what to say. We go back a long way with Soul Rio, and those of you who don't know it, uh, I hired the founding pastor right out of seminary uh, in, uh, oh, probably 1996. That's before some of you were born. And uh, then in the beginning, uh, I helped him get started over here, and I took another church in another state and came back several times to, to help Dan. And uh, then we came back to town uh, later, and we were on staff working for Floyd for about 18 months, and we went to help another church, and uh, we finished our, about 27 months there, and so we're, we're, back. we're back home, and we hope to see you more often. Is that okay? Yeah. <clears throat> it's about almost 30 miles from, the house, from our house here, but we'll make the trip uh, as we can. Now, we appreciate the opportunity to share with you this morning. I had three titles of the sermon today, and that means there's three sermons, and that means we may be here most of the afternoon, but if you listen quickly, we'll get out on time, so I'll see if you're listening quickly to us. I thought about having Thanksgiving every day, as a, and that's probably the better title, because that's what we want to address this morning, uh, proper perspective of Thanksgiving and the generosity of God, and you've got that on your notes there. And by the way, I hope you'll take those notes. There's a lot of scripture on the notes, and they're a little lengthy. But we hope that you'll take those and study the scriptures. Not just take what we're going to say this morning, but study those scriptures and make sure that every day is Thanksgiving for you. All the holidays and commercial uh, promotions and productions and 
everything that goes on, sometimes we lose the meaning of Thanksgiving, not just this one day. I believe we ought to celebrate Thanksgiving because our founding fathers founded our nation, and we celebrate that. But listen to me, folks. For us as believers, every day is Thanksgiving. At least it should be. And I want you to examine yourself this morning and see that uh, if you have the proper perspective of what Thanksgiving really is. And uh, I want to start off by doing, studying what is being generous. That's part of what it is this morning. Uh, part of the message is about generosity. But uh, the definition of generosity, I wrote this down, readiness in liberality of giving. And we talk about giving, many times people equate it to money. That's part of it. But giving is giving time, your talent, your skills, all of that back to God, along with money. And one is just as important as the other. And Scripture teaches us to give all of that back to God. Using the skill that God has given us. I remember probably uh, about a year ago, Henry had me over here, and Floyd came, and I, I just want to say they helped me put on a hot water heater. They put a hot water heater for me. <laughs> I, you know, if I turned a wrench, I'd strip the threads probably. So, and, But that's using what skills you have. I don't know how much skill Floyd has in that, but I know... <laughs> I know I know how much Henry has. So, but think about the word liberality. Liberal means of giving. Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. But think on that. Paul said in Acts 20, verse 35, uh, and he's speaking to believers, which is you and me, to follow his example. He says, and everything I showed you, that by working hard in this manner, you must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said himself, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And, you know, the thing about the Apostle Paul that I admire is not only did he, uh, he, he took support for his missionary trips and all, but he worked and helped support others as some of you do, as your pastor I know does. But Paul's ministry was not characterized by self-seeking materialism. It was characterized by giving. He gave of himself. He gave himself totally to the Lord. And I challenge you this morning, have you, give, have you, totally, have you given yourself totally to the Lord? If not, think about doing that before the day's out. Ephesians 5.19 says, Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, Sing and make music in your heart, always giving thanks. Not sometimes giving thanks, but always, underline the word there on your notes there, always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why every day is a day of thanksgiving for us as believers. Always giving thanks, and that's the real key to the Christian life. Be joyful always, there's the word again, Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. I've battled some health problems over the last uh, four years. And sometimes it is very difficult to give thanks, particularly when health problems are bad. But if I follow Scripture, I've got to do that. 
I wish I could tell you that I was real good at it, but I can't say that. I'm just like you. There are times I feel I'm down. But the great thing is he lifts me up, and I'm able to give him thanks and praise anyway. On your notes there, there are three attitudes that steal your gratitude. I'm a poet and don't know it. <laughs> if you get that rhyme, you got what I've just said. One of the things that steals our, our gratitude is the attitude of pride. And there are different kinds of pride. There are two different kinds of pride, particularly that I want to speak to you about. First, pride is okay if it's the right kind of pride. For example, we who are in Christ Jesus, we're proud that we're a member of the family of God. We're proud that we have eternal life. That's the right kind of pride. Expressing thanks to God like we read in these verses here. Bragging on God, not on ourselves. It's like when Jeff asked you to clap while I go after the song. He was not asking you to clap for the team or the musicians. He was asking you to clap for the one that we were, pray that we were praising. The one that we were singing to. That's okay to have that kind of pride. We're proud that we can clap as his children. We, we can brag, we can be boastful, we can have an, an attitude of pride about what God has given us, how he's blessed our lives. And for some of us who are getting older, I'm not going to get old, but if I ever get old, I'll have to grow up. But as I, my age increases, I'm thankful for the life that he's given me. I've lived on this earth for 77 years. You wouldn't have known that if I hadn't told you, would you? <laughs> then we have the wrong kind of pride. And this is the kind of pride that can steal our gratitude. It comes from boasting in ourself. One of the greatest sins among Christians, listen to me carefully, is the sin of spiritual pride. Spiritual pride is, I know it all. I've heard that before. I don't need that. Folks, at my young age, I don't know it all. In fact, the more I learn, the more I realize how much I don't really know. So I'm still learning. My goal is to be a lifetime learner and never allow spiritual pride to creep into my life. You know, with a, with a doctor's degree and a dollar and a half, I could buy a Coke. <laughs> it, it, so it, it's, it's, it can be spiritual pride. Our education can be, a spirit, can be spiritual pride. Not that I have a Ph.D., I don't. If I ever finish my dissertation, I guess I could, if I have a right dissertation. But we get wrapped up in things about who we are and what we have accomplished. But I believe for the Christian that everything we've accomplished in life, we ought to be sure that we express our gratitude back to the Lord. Our gratitude for our jobs, the jo jobs that God has given you. Are you thankful for it? Whether you like your job or not, be thankful because God has given you that. He's enabled you to have that job, provide for yourself and for your family. I just ask you this morning, do you live with a spirit of gratitude? 
Do you express gratitude to God regularly on a daily basis? On your birthday, you say, God, thank you for another year. My friend Hector over here just celebrated his birthday. You can ask him what year it was, is. But, you know, Hector, did you give thanks to God that you saw another year? Thankful for your family, for your wife, for your husband, for your children, for others. And one of the big questions I would ask you this morning is, do others see that gratitude in your life? Do they see that you are thankful to God? Do they see that you express gratitude to God? When somebody brags on you about something and you kind of smile and stick your chest out just a little bit, that's when we ought to say, you know what? Thank you for that. But God did that in my life. God brought that about. People ought to know that we're expressing gratitude to God continuously. And, you know, there are things that sometimes we need to be careful of. Uh, be on your outline there. A second attitude that can steal your gratitude is constant complaining. Having a critical spirit and gossip. You say, I don't gossip. Well, I might believe that about some of you. I don't know who. But you know, gossip can come in the form of different forms. I got a Facebook post the other day, very public, it wasn't private, asking me to pray for someone who was having marital difficulties. Their names were attached to the post. And I just cringed because I don't believe they wanted that to be public. So we have to be careful, even in our prayer requests. That request could have come with no names attached to it and just said, would you pray for a friend of ours or mine or whatever it was that are having marital problems? It's okay to say that, but the name was attached to it. Wow. You see, my friends, even when we think we're helping people sometimes, it can be in the form of gossip, a critical spirit. You know, some of you are going to leave here today and get in the car, and you'll have fried preacher all the way home instead of fried chicken. <clears throat> I hope you don't. But, you know, I, find, I define gossip as sharing detrimental information with someone who is not part of the problem or the solution. I have this habit, and I make people mad when I do this, but sometimes people come and say, Pastor, I know you don't like gossip, but stop right there. I don't want to hear it. But, Pastor, you need it. No, I don't need to hear it. If I can be part of the solution, you go to them, talk to them. If you don't get the problem solved, then I'll listen to what you say. If you'll, I'll go with you to the person. If somebody starts to repeat a matter that you can't help them solve the problem or you're not part of the solution, you just say, wait a minute, I don't need to hear that. And when we do that, that just refreshes our attitude of gratitude and keeps us from being pulled down by something that someone's repeating. I just always say, I can't receive that until you've talked to the person, and then I'll 
we would. That's enough about that. But the answer to that kind of deal is the principles taught in Matthew 18, verses 15 through 17, I believe is where it's found. It may be on your outline there. And the third thing that can affect our attitude of gratitude is carelessness. Become careless in expressing our gratitude to the Lord. Just kind of take Him for granted. Another thing that, that we can become careless in is complaining. Another thing, and this is probably the most important and probably will eliminate all the other stuff. Careless about your intimate time with the Lord. I don't believe, and I'll say this very candidly, that a believer can be a true believer and walk with the Lord unless he or she spends time, intimate time. And that means time alone with God every single day. I would hate to know that God took his hand off me for just one day. I'd wind up at the bottom. And if God looks after you and I like that, we ought to spend some time with him, that intimate relationship with him. Careless is in your prayer time. Careless in your Bible study, small group. I think you mentioned small groups a moment ago in your Rio links. And I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I wonder how many of you are not in a Rio link. That's a Bible study if you're not familiar with what it is. If you're a guest or don't know, that's a, a, a small group Bible study that meets most every week. You need that. We need that Bible study. One of the things that Beck and I want to do now that we're not full-time in the church is we want to get into a Bible study. We can have an intimate relationship with people somewhat, but yet that Bible study will challenge us to continue to grow and learn. And every one of you need to be in a real link. If you're not, you need to see Floyd or Jeff or Jason or Allie or whoever leads the small group links. There's one problem most every day of the week that you could be in. But we can become careless about not studying Scripture. Wow. Just overall careless in the Christian walk. That's probably the best way to put it. Now, I've had this time together. I'm going to let Becky do some things now. I'm going to ask her instead of letting her. Uh, you know, we serve an amazing <coughs> God. So our gratitude, why should we think that we shouldn't express our gratitude to the Lord? So that, that would be number two in our outline here. Our gratitude should be expressed to the Lord. Every moment of every day, continually, we should, and that, now that is not, I do not mean by that, you go around, you know, saying thank you, Lord, all the time. But our heart should be there. How many of you saw the movie or the stage play, Fiddler on the Roof? Okay, good. You remember Tevye, the main character? 
went around talking to the Lord all the time. I mean, just out loud when he was delivering milk on his, his route. He just talked to the Lord. The only problem with Tevia is that he was complaining to the Lord. <laughs> they but, never do that. No. We so, never do that. No. So we need, we need to be continually expressing our gratitude to the Lord. Uh, we should never take God for granted. Yes, he knows our gratitude, but we need to express it to him from our heart. You know, I heard about a man who, he's been married for several years, and his wife said to him one day, you never tell me you love me anymore. And he said, I told you I loved you the day we got married. If anything changes, I'll let you know. <laughs> you know, that we could apply that to our relationship with the Lord. I told you, Lord, the day I was saved, thank you. But he wants to hear us express gratitude to him regularly. So... Um, express it from the heart. Uh, an example in the Old Testament is King David. Of course, as you know, David wrote a lot of the Psalms, most of them. And he was continually expressing gratitude. We need to express gratitude in times of discouragement. Jerry mentioned earlier that he uh, had had a lot of health issues. And, um, and um, since 2014, when he was in the hospital for a long time, until the present, he's had different issues off and on. This last year was particularly hard because he was in the hospital 13 times from October to October. And um, it, it just seemed like it was something new, never, a problem never got resolved. And I personally became discouraged. I allowed the discouragement, the circumstances in my life to, I, I looked at those instead of looking to Jesus. And um, I, it just got me to the point where I, I concentrated more on that than anything. And I got out of the habit of expressing gratitude. And just not too terribly long ago, I had a quiet time one morning that was talking about gratitude. And I thought, that is my problem. That is my problem. I need to say thank you to the Lord. So I began to thank the Lord for the little things as well as the big things. Uh, the little things, I mean, like we just recently moved to a different house, and the house had roses all in the backyard. And I kid you not, some of those roses had blooms that big round. They were just gorgeous. And I'd never had roses like that. 
And so it enabled me to have fresh roses in the house all the time. And one morning I said, Lord, thank you for allowing me to see this beauty. They were just beautiful. Little things expressing our thanks to the Lord. So I have tried to concentrate on that. And I have to tell you that things are better. Things are better. So we express our gratitude to the Lord in times of discouragement, in times of encouragement. His gratitude, um, King David's gratitude, was continuous. He did that all the time. He overflowed with gratitude. As I read Psalms, it seems like King David could not express his gratitude to the Lord enough. He worshiped the Lord continually, and by doing so, he was expressing gratitude. In the New Testament, we know that Jesus taught his disciples to express gratitude. The Apostle Paul, in his writing, such as Ephesians 1, uh, verse 3, All praises to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Expressing our gratitude. That's what we need to do. I want you to take a moment right now. Jeff's going to come and lead us in a song. And I want you to really think about it as you stand and however you want to express your gratitude to the Lord through the song. Raise your hand, put your hands in your pocket, whatever it is. But listen to this. It's an old praise song, but it just speaks so much of our gratitude to the Lord. So listen, don't just listen, but sing and participate as we sing it. Why don't we go ahead and stand? <laughs> Majesty, worship His Majesty. Unto Jesus be all glory, power, and
of all kings. More time. Jesus who died, now glorified, King of all kings. Father, we do glorify your name this morning. We just want to be sure that we express our gratitude to you continuously, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I don't see a clock back there, so I don't know what time it is, but we'll keep going here. Thank you, Floyd, for not having a clock back there. Our Thanksgiving should uh, expand. It should include three things. The blessings of life, the burdens of life, and the joys of life. And just in one or two sentences, if you would like to stand up and share with the rest of us, some recent blessings of life. <coughs> Hearing that baby crying over there this morning is a joy. What a joy it is to see a new life. I pray that whenever that baby gets to the age of understanding who Jesus is, that they'll be saved right then. Somebody else. Come on, you don't look that shy. Have you not had any blessing of life? Thank you. Okay. The ice is broken. Someone else. Blessing of life, burdens of life, or the joy of life. Something recent, like the two weeks ago. Gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Mine is. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. That's Valerie, right? I can't see real well for the lights, but I think it's Valerie. <laughs> okay. Amen. Someone else who just dying to say something. Amen. I, I know a lot of people don't get to have their grandmas very long in life, and I'm just very grateful and very blessed that my grandma is still here with us, and she's going strong. Thank you. I hope my grandkids feel that way about my this grandma. <laughs> By the way, we just had our fourth great-grandchild. Amen? Okay. Anybody else? A joy in your life. I am blessed. St. Henry and I are blessed to have both you in our lives and for encouragement and the love that you show us. Thank you, Jolene. We love being a part of your lives. Okay, well, let's just move on then. Do <coughs> have somebody else? I thought I heard something there. That was a microphone you dropped, I guess. <laughs> it's still reverberating. 
Just repeat it one more time there. Give thanks in all circumstances. Ephesians 5.20, always give thanks. Show that he has proper perspective of the burdens of life. Paul said, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that will be rewarded, that will be revealed in us. That is why Christ, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and insults and hardships, in persecution and difficulties. For when I'm weak, I'm strong. See, he was able to express gratitude even in the difficult times. And there are several other scriptures there that you can read. And again, I hope you take those notes home with you and study. How much long do I have there, Floyd? Uh, I can't see the clock from the lights. It's 11. 11. Well, we got another hour or two, so it's okay. (laughs) Why be generous? On your notes there. Generosity creates community. You might even call it fellowship. But it creates a togetherness when we're generous. It's like being generous with the ministry that was announced earlier. It's like being generous with your time in helping in vacation Bible school or helping in some kind of ministry. In other words, we, 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 we have generosity, and it does create a togetherness. One of the things I really hope I live long enough to see is that Soul Rio will have a permanent home instead of a rented building. I think when that happens, you'll see this church mushroom and reach unchurched people that we're not reaching right now. Now, you know, we, we don't, there are people that work two jobs, and if you worked in two jobs or one and a half jobs or whatever, what is your motivation? If it's to have more, that's not really a good motivation. <coughs> if it enables you to give more of yourself your fam- to your family, whatever, like that's fine. But be sure it's not, the Bible says where your treasure is, there's your heart. Just kind of throw that out. I have no idea who works two jobs or who don't. But when you come together, we build community, and we help each other, and we have that, commi- that togetherness that we really, really need. It's like on Sunday morning. I know that sometimes, and probably this church is like any other, you have two crowds. One comes one Sunday, and one comes the other Sunday. Some that come one Sunday come both Sundays. But you know what? Your presence here today Your presence in this worship center today encourages those who don't come regularly to church. You're needed even in that way. And you're being generous when you could stay at home and sleep an extra hour. Or, you know, we need to take vacations. We need to take little side trips. We need to do those kind of things. But we come back to the point that whenever you're here, it helps others to be more Regularly, and why do you need to be regularly worship? Community, encouragement, fellowship, and most of all, learning what God has to say through His messengers, through His messengers. But your generosity is giving back your time, talent, as I, as I mentioned earlier. The unity of the Spirit, being united, shows our generosity, and it's so important for us to be united and headed in the same direction. God blesses a church that has unity.
And as far as I know, you have unity. And I can't say that about lots of churches. One of the churches that Beck and I went to take a, what's called a transitional pastor, and we served there two years, not the last church, but another church. And we went there, they said there was no divisions in the church. When we got there, there were three different groups in the church. There was division. And the church was, had gone down in attendance. At one time, the church ran about 600. When we went there, they were running under 200. Something was wrong. Something happened. But God did a healing, and the church began to grow because of unity. And I just throw that out to you to express how important unity really is. But God blesses you when there's unity. And I'm going to go through these real fast. Generosity defeats materialism. We can hang on to it and get something for ourselves. We can do something for ourselves. Or we can be generous and give it away. Time, talent, money, everything. Generosity strengthens our faith. It makes us stronger believers. Second Corinthians says, whoever spares, so, and listen to this carefully, Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each person to do as he has declined in his heart, not reluctantly or out of necessity, but God loves a cheerful giver. No greater joy than giving back to the Lord. For me, whether it's time, talent, I don't have any skills, but whatever I can do, move a chair or whatever. But we ought to be generous with whatever we do in all those areas. Generosity is an investment for eternity. Use your, it says, use your worldly resources to benefit others. As you give, you're benefiting others. As you invite people to come to worship, to church, to a small group, you're really investing for eternity. Tell the rich to use their money to do good. There's several other scriptures there. Generosity blesses you in return. Give generously, do so without a grudging heart, because of this the Lord your God will bless you in your work and everything you put your hand to. Generosity produces happiness. Generosity makes you more like God. And there are several scriptures that go with it. And again, then we don't have time to cover all those. I hope that you'll take time to study those scriptures at home. How can I practice generosity? And then we're going to wind down here. Uh, Corinth, uh, you didn't have here which Corinthians, first or second, but... You can look in both and decide. Uh, Corinthians 9, 7 says, You must decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or respond to pressure, for God loves a cheerful giver. God loves to have you give generously and joyously back to him. Make it the word there in the original text is hilarious. Be a hilarious giver. Good. So first, 
you give thoughtfully. Think about it. Pray about it. Let the Lord direct you. Give thoughtfully. Um, when we went into ministry, well, first of all, let me say that my motivational gift, spiritual gift, is giving. I love to give. It, it gets my motor running. I love it. And so when we went into ministry, I said to Jerry, oh, we took a cut and pay, a six-figure cut and pay, as a matter of fact. And um, I said to Jerry, I won't be able to use my spiritual gift anymore. And he said, why? And I said, we're not going to have any money to give. And he said, you have a lot to give. It's not money. Give in different ways. And so I had to learn to give something other than money. So, and we give enthusiastically. Like I said, my motivational gift, the thing that motivates, motivates me, charges me up and is giving. So I do that enthusiastically. And you give voluntarily. It's not something that somebody pressures you into. You decide between you and God. So you can plan to give, but sometimes we give spontaneously. Just when there's a need, as uh, Jaden was talking about earlier, there's a need at Haven House. And you hear about it and just spontaneously. That's something you don't really have to pray about. Just give. The Bible says God loves the person who gives cheerfully. Deuteronomy 16.10 says celebrate the harvest festival to honor the Lord by bringing him a free will offering in proportion to the blessing he has given you. Somebody might ask, how much do I give? Well, how much do you want to be blessed? Because it says here, bring him a free will offering in proportion to the blessing he has given you. How much has God blessed you? Something to think about. Second Corinthians 8, 9 says, Remember the generosity of Jesus, our Lord. He was made he was rich beyond our telling and yet he became poor for our sakes so that his poverty might make you rich and in acts 15:11 you were saved because Jesus out of sheer generosity moved to save us thank you lord that you did that You know, the greatest gift God ever given, our motivation for giving, for God so loved the world, for God so loved you, so, for God so loved me, he gave. That's our key motivation for giving, motivation for thanksgiving. I'll just ask you this morning, have you allowed anything to steal your gratitude, 
Do you express your gratitude as we've talked about today? Regularly, continuously, back to the Lord? I believe we ought to celebrate the holiday Thanksgiving. But one more time, every day ought to be a Thanksgiving day for those of us who've received Christ in our life. If you've never received Christ in your life, that's the first step. I'm going to ask Floyd to come and stand here at the front, whoever normally stands here. And if you've not given your life to Christ, come and do that today. If you need some prayer, Floyd and Janice will be here. Why don't you come on up the front here, guys? And we're going to go through a verse of a song. I guess, Jeff, whatever we do. And uh, you come during that time. Ladies, if you feel more comfortable praying with Janice, she can summon stand here with Floyd. Get up there. Uh, if you want to pray with me or Becky, we'll be here also. And then we're going to close. And if you are not being thankful as you should, make a commitment right where you are to do that. To begin today to be thankful as Scripture commands us. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.